Yet, you know what, uh, Matt, it's going to be one of those YouTube vids, and you're going to see this little tiny body, and it's like this hand, and then suddenly you're going to see all those racks. But his area is fine. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, my yeah. God. And he'll stand up, and he'll be like, I got it. And then he'll look around and see the destruction. And then you better leave. Yeah. <laughs> it's like all the aisles fall down. Well, welcome, folks, to Geek Shock number 516. I'm your favorite substitute, 80s Jeff. Commander K. Fact check, Dandy. Maple Leaf Matt. And we're here to talk to you about Weekend Geek. Todd sends his regrets uh, about last week and this week. Um, just things happen in life, and, you know, we move on. So, no no deaths, so don't, uh, don't write in about, uh, you know. <laughs> Jake, are we going to pretend he's not dead? Okay. Oh. Shut up, Andy. I'm God, sorry. you are the worst secret keeper. Sorry. Jesus Christ. He's not. I don't even think he is a secret keeper. <laughs> uh, yeah. He's a he, secret sieve. Do you ever run like the, that test thing where you tell the secret and then yeah. you tell everybody else the secret yeah. and see how long he lasts yeah. before he spreads it on to the rest sure, of the group? Sure. Or you tell the different secrets and yeah, see yeah. which one gets around. So which, which one gets around first? Yeah. Gotcha. Well, Andy's that guy in like a room. What do you mean? Don't tell him this, this, and this. <laughs> and that person that you're not supposed to tell hears it. it That's it, Andy. It, it's funny, but completely inaccurate. But yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. I have so many people's weird, deep secrets, and they'll stay there. You don't have to tell me about that one. I'm that way with a lot of people I know as well. Probably go to the grave with me. Oh wow! What noble not man! Me. What not noble me. human being! Last I be. Uh, come in here quick. All right, Andy did this. It Chris surprises this. that uh, Andy uh, really uh, sucks at because he just wants <laughs> to hit you with the surprise and he gets all excited and he'll prematurely I surprise want, you. I do, I do enjoy that. When I went to my brother's 50th birthday, I, I managed to get uh, Frankie and Robert out there without letting him know what happened. Uh-huh. So he walked into his backyard with his birthday party with, with the kids in tow. Uh-huh. And he looks over at one of his friends. He goes, "Yeah, my brother likes to do that." <laughs> <laughs> he was totally not even surprised. Yeah, he's just like, "Yeah, my brother likes to do that." I I want to get like a, I want to come up with like a strange word or phrase to say on my deathbed, a la Rosebud from Citizen Kane, so that I could have the rest of my my kin wondering what the hell I was talking about but it would be for the rest of their lives. It would be completely random or would you actually like set up a, I, I, a, I would set up that one thing. You know, I would I would find something that had a nickname in my possession. So it would be a real thing. They would, be, have, they it, would be able, it would be a tangible thing. They'd be able to trawl the breadcrumbs back to your to your Maybe. Yeah, Dude, yeah. I think you, you know, should maybe. just say geek shock. <laughs> that's geek that's shock. a loaded one. They'd have to go back through a thousand plus episodes to try to figure out. It doesn't have to be like that complicated. Just look at whoever's in the room and be like, he knows. And then, oh. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> right as you die. Yes. Be like a friend of mine's dad. It was so hilarious because he was just like, Brad, you're your cousin Joey, he's actually your oldest brother. <laughs> I actually wanted Is that to real? get yeah. Holy one crap. of those yeah. uh, like several years ago. They had the, the photon torpedo serious? as a oh. casket mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. they were selling. It was a completely licensed Star Trek 
merchandise. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get one of those and then <laughs> have my funeral be the entire recreation of the Spock funeral from Star Trek Two. There you go. Have Andy play Amazing Grace right. on the pipe. And then they eject you out the back and it swamps you know out the back of the funeral home. <laughs> I have to stop and think about that for a second. You're right. Andy probably will outlive me. He'll probably outlive <laughs> all of us. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so he's got to do the most human. No. Yep. Well, it, it could be. Help me work. Boop. Yeah. Boop. Uh, <laughs> it, interesting <laughs> side note. Um, my... Uh, at, at my mom's memorial last year, they played Amazing Grace on the bagpipes. We actually had uh, uh, my nephew, his teacher, played the bagpipes, and they did that. And I had tears in my eyes, but I was also giggling a little bit, and I didn't have the heart to tell the rest of my family. The reason my mom had fallen in love with that was she was watching Star Trek II with me oh. and, and was like, that is just gorgeous. I mean, and she really had a, a love of bagpipes, and hearing that for the first time on the bagpipes... You know, it is it is a traditional thing yeah. to play a funeral. Yeah, it's sure, not insane. No, no, but I mean that was the moment where she had heard it, and it, at least had heard it in recent times. It's not like they played the next gen. Yeah, But yeah, I I because I, I remember watching oh, that, hey. and my mom walked in at that moment at moment, and when she's like. Oh, that is just beautiful. I've always loved that song, but that sounds gorgeous on the bagpipes yep. and. You it's know. really amazing. I went up, a couple years ago. I was up at the um, uh, Celtic uh, festival, Celtic festivals, yeah. and 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 at the end of it, they brought all the pipers together to play at nice. once, and they played Amazing Grace, and they played uh, uh, Scotland the Brave. God, when you can get a bunch of bagpipers together and they can harmonize, and then also do different, mm-hmm. uh, do like in a, in a round kind of set. It's 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 incredible. Mm-hmm. Such I, an I, underrated instrument. All right, so here's the official thing right here on Geek Shock. Uh-oh. When I die, uh-huh. I want everybody to play Amazing Grace on kazoos. I can do that. Everybody. Got, yeah. Okay. No, no got I, I got you. In the car. I can do it right now. I, I have a kazoo in one of my boxes I'll in storage. Yes. So you it, it'll happen, Kirsten. Mm. There you go. Well, enough of all of that death talk. Uh, what <laughs> oh, geeky things did you guys <laughs> do this week? Uh, watched Watchmen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. God, that was so good. Mm-hmm. Complete, uh, you know, spoiler-free review, but that was a total mind fuck. Oh, yeah. yeah. That whole... Revelations, tying things together. They've done a great together. job of starting off with, with, with teasing with lots of, what, what? wait, what have I dropped in the middle of? Yeah, and exactly. And slowly revealing stuff, and then boom. Whoa, that's what that <laughs> is. Holy crap. As uh, Andy likes to call it, the Marvel TV style of uh, storytelling. Yeah, right. but in Marvel TV they go like they go to the middle of the show and they leave a big huge cliffhanger and then they go do the origin in the middle of it. Right. This one they're building and building building and then it's like, all right, this whole episode's gonna be about this and then we build oh and go back to this. It's it's like done it three or four times it's jump back and right. cool. and it's not that it's like dull. It's not that it's it's like going changing the pace. It's sure. just it's just completely filling in blanks and like, oh shit. And they're That's what that'll make, doing so. a wonderful job of honoring the comic. Yeah. yeah it's it's exactly. it, it is totally it's totally a wonderful uh sequel, a wonderful continuation, a wonderful yeah. add on to the comic uh canon. And Jeremy Irons is of <laughs> course up? amazing. Yeah. As is what's what's her name from Designing Woman it's in it. Um Jean Smart. Jean Smart. I, I love how they're balancing the visual style that we saw with the movie and the visual style of the comic book because as close as the movie was 
to the comic book, it did take its own little bits of creative license yeah. with the set design. Yeah. And I think they've found they have found that really nice balance between the they two have. of them I mean, well, to did, continue this series. They're forward. doing some really great Alan Moore shifts, which yes. is where where it, where uh, from one panel to another panel, yes. an element stays the same or something looks the same. It's the same uh, layout or something, and then, but it's completely different. Yeah, the setting. transitions are amazing. Yeah, you know, they'll they'll a uh, uh, character will walk towards the camera, and it immediately switches to the next scene as soon as it blacks out from the previous scene from the character getting too close to the camera. It just all that kind of stuff. It's very comic book. It's very well written. I'm really fascinated to see where it goes for the rest of the season, considering well, that one more episode, right? Yeah, I think there's one more episode of this season, but they have, if I remember correctly, been picked up for the next season. Oh, that's great. So, yeah, when it, we watch, I caught up all at once. I think Kay and I watched like three episodes that caught me up, and then I was like, it was three more days till I get to see another episode, and then right, then I like, how, how can I watch? I, I, I can't um, watch. I can't watch the next episode till it comes out. Right. Yeah, it, it was so funny too because he's like, no, I'm never gonna see Watchmen. Well, what's what's the problem? Well, I need your phone. You're gonna give me your phone so I can watch it. Uh. And I'll watch it again. You'll watch it again? Really? Yes, I'll watch it again. That was a little whiny. It's, it it's was sort good. of like, what? I never watched something twice? So you were right. casting it on your TV? Yeah, uh, I have uh, I have the, the HBO whatever the fuck. He's got, yeah, on he's my got phone. the Chromecast. So. so I do the Chromecast, and it, it works wonderfully. <clears throat> Does. Um, but it's really funny because, and it's like Watchmen, you're going to want to watch it more than once per episode because uh, there's there's lots of little bits and pieces to grab onto. And the reveals. I mean, you're watching it a second time, you would yeah. you pick And, up. you know, Andy, because he, he plays games and, and answers emails and stuff while he watches. Not with Watchmen anymore. Yeah. I had to stop you because you were going to miss one great visual thing because well, you, you, like you were Pokemon busy. Go, like playing Pokemon Go while you're nah, watching? I, I play dude, dude, he plays games on his phone while we're shooting zombies. Oh, no. Are you serious? <clears throat> No, What's wrong with you? We're loading screens. Oh no, 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 no! You, he'll he'll sit. You, I'll, I'll I'll catch him and he'll be like looking over his elbows. You, yeah. Anyway, concentration. Uh, you need to stop the zombies. I do. Stop the zombies. He can't do one thing at a time. It's true. Todd, Jeff, Matt, you've all been invited to the Cthulhu in Vegas page. Paulette too. Steve wants to run a Call of Cthulhu adventure when he's oh, here in town. Okay. Well, uh, I'll, I'll look forward RPG, to not Matt. doing that. <laughs> wow. It, you guys always do it on a time when I'm unavailable. It's like always yeah. like on a Saturday night while I'm at Well, work. that's actually uh, that's Andy's plan. He's planned it for Saturday night. No, uh, just not Friday because Friday I'll be out of town. All righty. Saturday, or call as Andy Jeff, calls we'll, it, uh, not Friday. We'll call you and you won't answer because you'll be working and then... Yeah, you'll get the voicemail of uh, I'm having a lot of fun, Jeff. Go. Are you Wish okay, you were... Jeff? You're, you're I was animal? trying to find the name of this documentary that I just watched this week. Uh, it's oh, okay. about John DeLorean. It was on Hulu, but uh, it's uh, it's really Mandalorian. Kinda... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's got uh, Alec Baldwin in it, but he's not actually playing DeLorean like in a drama setting. <laughs> he, they're doing recreations using him. Um, in the setting, and Ooh. Marina Baccarin's in there too. Do they do they recreate the scene when the FBI guy says, "Empty out your pockets, or I'll have him bash your daughter's face in"? No, oh, too bad. <laughs> oh. Well, anyway, framing John DeLorean. 
Yes, that's that's what it's called. Framing John DeLorean. Got it. Fact um, check. He's on it, folks. Boom. There you go. Boom. So that was Boom. that was one of the geeky things I did this week is uh, I watched that documentary. It was it was pretty fascinating. A lot of it I knew, but uh, there was a lot of new information too that was kind of cool. Um, it's a very interesting guy, John DeLorean. Very creative, but also pretty pretty corrupt. You know, at the at the latter years of his life, uh, yeah. you know, embezzled from his own company, and it's worth a watch. It's on Hulu. If you have Hulu, I highly recommend it. It sounds like we've all watched. Speaking of documentaries, it sounds like we all watched different parts of the toys that made us and the uh, movies yes. that made us. Have not got a chance to watch toys that made us yet, but I did get to watch the Ghostbusters episode of the movies that made us, made us, made us, made us. I mean, made us, made us, made us. That. Was that one was? Has anybody else seen that one? No, I've not. Have okay, not. so I'm the only one. I've seen it. It's really fast. I mean, it's been out in the zeitgeist for a while. So Matt, you you can you can confirm this. I mean, the, confirmed. The 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 the, <laughs> the original movie was written for John Belushi, yes, Dan Aykroyd, and, and Eddie Murphy. Murphy. Yeah, that's that's a well known thing. But there's all this new information that's brought up in the in the documentary. Dan Aykroyd is in the the documentary. So is John Landis. So. They are talking from a knowledge base of wow. all Dan the things Aykroyd's that. Kind of weird in it, isn't he? He doesn't really. He's look always at the kind camera. of weird. He he's really, well. I mean, he's he's like, probably reading off camera. They probably have a teleprompter with notes that he's referring to. But Aykroyd's gotten a little. I'd say like socially nervous over the last few years. I don't know what that's about. He's he's kind of that that nervous energy. Look, when I've seen him in a lot of different interviews, so I'm a guy that went from Second City to Saturday Night Live to all those movies, and well, I mean, he's socially he's okay. older now. I mean, well, shoot, look at uh, Barbara Streisand. Well, yeah, she <laughs> she's one. Diana Ross. Stop! You're making my brain. <laughs> Jim Carrey. <laughs> no. No, I was gonna. <laughs> I totally Jim fucked him Jim now. Jim Carrey got broken by Man in the Moon. You totally broke oh. my train of thought now. <laughs> Uh, I was going to say Bill Murray has become a real recluse, only popping up in settings here and there. So Eating someone's fries and then walking away? Yeah. Like Nobody will ever believe you. Yeah. Doesn't do a lot of interviews anymore. So, I mean, yeah, he's uh, he's doesn't another one. So I, I think it's just you get to a certain successful part in your career. You've well, made enough money. You just that, kind of you don't want to go out. And you don't want to talk to people. And then when you have to you start getting a little jittery. So that, also, that's you my probably get it. tired of talking about the same thing, that's, you know, like hating blowjobs. You know? <laughs> that's just, probably true, After too. a while, you get that look on your face, and you're just over it. So uh, you didn't see I want to fly you, across this table and <laughs> scissor kick you in the face. <laughs> there you go. Scissor kick. See? In the face. Now you understand. But you won't do it because that'll expose your penis to his face. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I don't and know there's what kind a of chance. There's of. a chance of an accidental blowjob there, and you can't take that risk. <laughs> oh, is that is that right, wow. Andy? Oh, is that right? <laughs> it's a tiny accidental you, blowjob. You are a fucking asshole. You know that? God. Wow. So anyway, uh, yeah. So um, the we doc- watched the turtles. Yes, I saw that one. Yeah, it, it, the- it was so. Ben and Laird yeah. got together at the end and started drawing and stuff. I, I, I really want to see that one. Oh I love the Nickelodeon exec. Oh, yeah, you got $60 million. And they go to the other... Yeah, I didn't get any of that money. Did you get any of that money? Nope. No, I didn't get any nope. of that money. <laughs> that would have been nice. Yeah. <laughs> I was like... Just the I, one I, guy got it. Yeah, yeah I am really I really want to see that, that one. Um, 
Uh, they, not- they, wa- they go into Mirage Studios. Really? Uh, and, and I'm like, oh, I recognize that. Nice. <laughs> I, I've been inside there. Nice. See, yeah. such bullshit. Some of those deals would never have been made. Like, nowadays, you can't get away with half the shit they did. Like the one guy, he just drives to New York. Oh yeah, uh, I'm the this I'm a big exec for this company. Uh, this is my big huge plush toy. Have you seen our comic book? Bong. Like yeah. none of it, none of that stuff works now. No yeah. one can make it like that anymore. I, like I'm, it's really I'm, easy to fact check stuff with the internet. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't want to call it out as being. It's just that all these these entertainment entities are so corporate now. I know that's a small part of it, but I think it comes down to. There's so much rich history in media now that trying to do something completely new and original is difficult, number one, and it's a huge financial risk anyway to make any movie or television show or toy. Yeah. So it almost feels like they're trying to mitigate as much of the risk as possible. Obviously, that's why we do get a lot of remakes or sequels and so forth these days. But uh, the toy lines, 60s, 70s, 80s, there wasn't a lot to mine from. So Mm -hmm. you could could create something new and then hope for the best. And if it failed, the next season you come out with something else. Well, also changing regulation. Sure, that that too. That's the huge thing. When the the Reagan-Vagan... Vegan. When the, when Vegan. the Reagan Vegan. administration, the vampire Reagan, yeah, when the Reagan oh, administration uh, got I rid want of to the trickle uh, down on you. Uh, regulation for toys and sure. cartoons and stuff, that just that opened up the floodgates. And it's really funny because watching all of these toys that made us, they all basically say that. Yeah, I mean, you, you get the toy people. <clears throat> like uh, what was the other one we watched, Andy? Ultraman? Uh, uh, no, it was uh, 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 Power uh, Rangers. Power Rangers. That's right, Power Rangers. And and people are saying, yeah, you you know, it's really you don't you don't want to make a toy unless there's a, a cartoon or a TV show behind it. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like that's tough. it's it's gotten to that. It hit that that point. Yeah, yeah and and where do you find the balance making a toy on a family TV show that's somewhat still geared toward adults? I mm-hmm. mean. I remember having uh, my grandparents got it at a garage sale of all places. I had the $6 million man figure. I watched it when I was a kid. I didn't get a lot of it, but it really was made for your teenage crowd yeah. who are probably not going to play with toys. So that was another interesting Well, side uh, that's segment. all changed. I was right? watching that when I was like 9 or 10, 11, something well, like that. I mean, yeah, I think we all did, but oh, I mean, I was a kid whether you I actually understood you know, the material or not, it's a whole mm-hmm. other thing. So um, that series, I mean the the movies that made us. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched Die Hard one. Okay, and uh, yeah, that's the next one I've got. I knew a lot of the stuff, but it was there was still stuff that was surprising, and they really got the people they got to interview. Yeah, I was amazed at the you know, I mean not the stars, but the uh, but the, the people who actually did the background stuff and the writers and that. Um, they had a couple pieces of video from Alan Rickman that was fun. Nice, but um. I knew that it was uh, based on a novel. There was a sequel, yep, and that they'd had to offer it. They'd have to, they had to offer the John McClane role to uh, Frank Sinatra, yeah, because, because he was in the original. Yeah, he had that in his contract. But uh, what I what I didn't realize, didn't realize they didn't offer it to everybody else. Who was who? Of, uh, they go through that too. Yeah, but I knew they had Sinatra's bizarre. They had offered him. Um, it was funny. Yeah. What I didn't realize is the reason that sequel book was made. Mm-hmm. Is because Sinatra said, "Yeah, we should make another one of these." And so the guy, oh, really? the guy spent ten years writing the book until 
Sinatra was too old to play it. Oh, wow. Um, now that I didn't know. <laughs> that'd be funny if the guy was like, yeah. uh, okay, Frank. Type, and then, um, type, well, at least it wasn't George R. R. Martin. You might have to wait another right. ten years. And, and the, the, the novel is 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 like much darker. Like, the, oh yeah, the, the novel ends. I've read with, it with the okay. So the novel yeah. ends with the sixty-year-old John McClane or whatever yeah. the character's name is at that point, losing the grip on his forty-year-old daughter's yeah. hand, and she yeah. drops to the day of her death. Yeah, that's so. It's, <clears throat> it's not really, to mention the, the whole Christmas part. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. If I remember, the Christmas wasn't part of the original. <laughs> I'm trying to. Ma- I, I read the book in high school of all. Wow! Days, so wow. read the book. Holy yeah. mackerel! Yeah, the the book is it's it's way darker. There's a lot more that goes on than than what you see in the in the movie. I mean, I mean, obviously you can't do everything that was in the book to that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's his daughter. It's not his wife. Right. Um, but they were, they were, and she actually does die at the end. Spoiler right. alert for anybody that's not read the thirty-plus-year-old book. Right. Um, uh, but yeah, he, you know, he, and and it kind of haunts him. The other thing I didn't know was that uh, you know they were punching up the humor in it. Yes, they were rewriting it as they were filming. Really, they were. They were. They were. The guy was like like pages ahead of the shooting. You know, it's it's interesting in in movies in general but in the 80s specifically they did that a lot you know especially if you have a, a big star behind that you know they're they're rewriting pages that explains a lot and turning it in day of oh, so that's wow. that can be that can be very difficult if get if you don't Kevin have the Smith right. started talking about right Bruce Willis and sure. you're gonna hear tons of rewriting right. stuff apparently they've reconnected a little bit after his heart attack and are they reconciled like, a bit? Uh, a little bit. Uh, I guess Bruce reached out to him, and anyway. Well, that's I, cool. The whole, that's very cool. Yeah, yeah there's, there's. Yeah, he, he's I got a few Bruce of those. Is a hard man to work with. Well, it's it's he's, really funny because some he's of the, very set in his ways. Yeah, yeah. Garmin on uh, Hollywood Babylon. Yeah, Ralph Garmin shared a story with Kevin that Kevin was like, "Yeah, this is totally him." Where. Uh, Willis came in and like was suggesting these rewrites for this one scene and blah, blah, blah. and it became very evident in short order that he just didn't want to shoot that day. So he was just suggesting rewrites so they could do this quick shot chop and he could go away. And it was it was it was actually kind of uh, uh, yeah. Kind apparently of weird. he's like he's very picky about the material. He's not afraid to. To talk to the writers about rewriting a scene, sometimes day of. Oh yeah, no the shoot. He, that that was Garmin's story. He yeah. came in going, uh, yeah, we're not going to do this. I don't want to do this." So, and you know, it was it was bizarre. But the re- the the slight reconciliation is very nice. Yeah. That's very nice. But basically, saying the, both these series yeah. are just. Totally worth it. I mean, I'm sure I'm going to even watch the thing, the the shows and books I don't care about. Sure, I watched yeah. the uh, the Hello Kitty one. And, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, and I'm, it's I, fascinating. I don't care about Hello Kitty, but it was fascinating. I haven't cared about the WWE since I was in junior high, but I really want to watch this thing about the toys because that is a multi-billion is dollar the, industry. Is it about the about WWE the, toys? Or yeah. You, okay. On the, on the toys that made us. Yeah, gotcha. they talk about WWE mm. toys. WWE as well. And all, I've watched it. So I, I'm actually kind of fascinated to see that because they sell a lot of those toys every year, mm-hmm. a lot of them. I think in the movie one they have, um, what is it? It's it's one of the um, John Hughes. No, it's it's a Patrick Swayze movie. I'm trying to remember which one. Oh, it did. Uh, Dirty, Dirty Dancing. Dancing. Yeah, I think they do Dirty Dancing. Yeah, they like, did. Yeah. They did. Um, yeah. I haven't watched that. And you know what's funny? I 
I remember when that movie was out. Like I saw everybody that one too. Yeah, I loved that, one too. that movie and I could never really get into it. I never thought it was that great of a film. But I'm going to watch it. I get attacked when I tell people. I'm like it just wasn't for me. I didn't think it. I just didn't think it was very good. I've never you know watched. Oh my god! How could you not like Dirty Dancing? Blah, blah, blah. So I'm you know like, that Whoa. lake that's in the movie? Yeah, it's gone. It's gone. Yeah. What happened? They don't even tell you what happened to the, the um, lake in the movie. I was or the documentary. Interestingly enough, I was like, "What the fuck happened to the lake?" Interestingly enough, I saw on another TV program where they they addressed that. They sent a drone down into. Apparently, there's a natural drain where it drains into an underground lake. So that's why that that lake has disappeared. Apparently. It was a really interesting balance of the lake filling up through natural runoff and uh, mountain snow meltage and so forth, and then it would drain into this underground lake. Well, at some point, the natural drainage into the lake slowed way down, but the drainage from the lake into this underground river continued and in some cases accelerated, so it drained off that lake. So you have this... This resort that's now basically abandoned, except for people that go there to say, hey, I, I, this is where the movie was shot. Um, that whole film tourism wow. industry. But the lake itself is gone. Like the dock is there. It goes out into the middle of this empty, you know, foliage, foliage grown over nice. pit. So. Um, um, Matt, could you grab the uh, laser pointer there right behind you? There you go. Oh, don't, don't, don't make me play with the laser pointer. Don't make me play with the laser pointer. I read... Conan 2099. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's a part of that Marvel thing where they're just incorporating Conan in a, in a ton of spots. It was actually pretty good. I was actually surprised at how good it was and uh, interesting. It's like Conan gets cursed to like this kind of immortality. Really? So he literally goes all the way into the Marvel Universe 2099. Oh, yeah? Where he's got this kingdom that he's in charge of and everything and... Uh, the story is what happens then. And it actually ends on an open note that was actually pretty interesting. I was sort of like, this would be a fun uh, a fun comic to read or write. So like Conan and mm. it's Vandal Savage? Well, um, well it, you know, I don't know. Well, what I um, want to know is, does he still crush his enemies, see them driven before him, and then hear the lamentations of the women? Uh, no, because it's the okay. Robert E. Howard Conan. It's not the uh, John Milius I, I, Conan. I, I, yeah. <laughs> so, but got, it, a, got, a, got a giggle out of me. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, uh, it was pretty. It, it, it was actually fun. It was actually fun. So, hey, I didn't do it in the Arnold voice. So, yeah. You know. Yeah. So, uh, Matt, you actually saw some stuff. You did some stuff. Yes, you talk did some about geeky that. Stuff. Yeah, about yeah. What are you talking about? Thought they saw some of these movies that made us and toys that made us stuff. Apparently, we you talked were, you were about it already. It. It's good. Yeah, I was he, commenting. Don't yeah. worry. Oh, he, he kill me. He joined in a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I want to. I want to backtrack to to three weeks ago. Okay. Because I, as I went to Memphis. Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah, so it's a very geeky thing to I, do. Well, the, the, on the way there was some geeky stuff. I road tripped out there, but uh, the the city that's known for music, yeah. barbecue, and uh, Elvis. Yeah. Um, so uh, on the first night away, I st- we were we stopped at Albuquerque and stayed with uh, Ben Radcliffe, who's a uh, and did you uh, listen Radford. to the Weird Al song Albuquerque while you were in Albuquerque? Could not. I was I was calming a baby as we drove in. I really you, wanted to. I had it queued you, up. You failed. You failed me, Andy. Uh, were you making meth while you were in Albuquerque? Yeah, I did not. You failed me for the last time, Taylor. You but, were the uh, one that knocks. We went to. Uh, well, Apparently. first I went to Meow Wolf, which was amazing. 
Oh yeah, yeah. The, the the one in Arizona. Yeah, no, the one in, in uh, New Mexico. Mexico yeah. Sorry, yes. And uh, uh, it's just yeah, Albuquerque, Arizona. Yeah, I my brain went. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to turn. I'm trying to turn. I'm trying to turn knobs and comments. Sorry, guys. Wow. Still, uh, still getting used to doing this. You're not turning, Andy. Don't turn the knob. Yo, I, had, oh. I, had, to turn, I had to turn him and Kirsten up. So. Wow. Okay. Oh, wow. Just give me Look this. Look at that. Both yeah. knobs. Yeah, really. <laughs> Play with my knobs. I got these Play two knobs, knobs right here. So yeah, uh, yes. it's um, interactive art experience yes. kind of thing. Uh, you, it's in an old bowling alley, which I really. Yeah, it's in a bowling alley. I didn't but know that. You, it's hard to tell it's a bowling alley once, once you get inside. But you walk through the door and you're 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 outdoors essentially in yeah. front of a house and then you go in the house it's like a like a regular old house, um, but the backstory is that it's been uh, transported mysteriously from California. But you're in a traditional house and I'm like like walking in one room and I walked into the living room I'm like oh look fireplace that fireplace is a tunnel and I walked in the tunnel and it's immediately in weird world. Isn't doesn't that also have like you open the refrigerator and the eventually I found the refrigerator. Okay, yeah. cool. The refrigerator is much more impressive. The fireplace That's, is pretty obvious, but the refrigerator was like, oh. The refrigerator is the one that I see in all the videos. So yeah. That's the one I'm Because it, it is familiar. impressive. Um, I'm really looking forward to them opening. But the yeah, I, I spent in hours in there. There was a room that was mostly black with a, a, a laser harp in it. Okay. That activated, when you broke the beam of the light, it made oh, nice. sounds. And I just sat there like in the corner in the dark. It was a little couch. I sat in there and watched people walk in and just watch them interact with it. It was you creep. so much fun. Yeah, What yeah. a creep. What a creepy. It was mysterious Creepazoid. and wonderful. I enjoyed it. He's a weirdo. So that night... Uh, Making noises in the corner. I went oh, to see... Yeah. I went to a great old theater down in Albuquerque. Uh-huh. The name of which escapes me at the moment. But uh, we went to see um, uh, the documentary uh, Wrinkles the Clown, which Ben Radford is all over. Ben Radford is like 50 minutes of talking time in it because he's an expert on the scary clown phenomena. He wrote a book about it. Interesting. And Wrinkles the Clown was a real clown in... Uh, uh, Florida. That uh, well, I don't want to do real too much documentary, but uh, the the conceit was that uh, you would call up wrinkles and he would scare your children for you if they were being bad. Oh, funny. Yeah. And uh, then I went to uh, the uh, ISCA, the International Society of Character Artists, in uh, uh, annual meeting in Memphis. Okay. Which was like four days of drawing and hanging out with artists. That was cool. Uh, and so wait, so you went to a convention about doing caricatures and essentially worked for free while you were at the convention? Uh, essentially got uh, drawn out by a whole bunch of other people. I mean, I to to amazing artists were drawing everybody okay. else. You get to watch all these great artists drawing. And oh, okay. Yeah, it was astounding. Uh, but uh, I, we were also ne- right next to Graceland, so I went into Graceland. You actually went inside? Nice. I went in Graceland, did the tour. And that's the first uh, time you've been there, right? First, I've been in the gift shop of Graceland, and my dad didn't want to go into Graceland because he'd already been to Graceland once. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> it's not always about you, Dad. Yeah, well, it wasn't that trip. <laughs> that was. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I went to the last tour of the day. Uh, it was starting to rain, and I was one of the last people leaving. I was there was a moment where I was like standing in Elvis's grave in the rain by myself. It was like, whoa, this is this is heavy. So you didn't see the ghost of Elvis. I didn't see him because you know walking. ghosts aren't real. But yeah, when you were walking, but the in song Memphis. was running through my head the whole time. And then on the way back, uh, we drove past the Albuquerque. I slept through Abilene, Texas twice. I slept on the way out and this way in. I, I fell asleep. You're not really missing much. No, but, but, I've been but there. after Abilene on the way back, we, we, they 
they did a sudden U-turn and pulled over because we were at the Cadillac Ranch. Oh, no. Which I had, had no idea where the Cadillac Ranch was. Yeah, it was Texas. It's a real thing. And that's why I Believe went, it or not. wandered around the Cadillac Ranch for a while. I've been to Texas a handful of times. There's, It's so funny how big that state is and how little there actually is to see and do in that city, or in that uh, state, rather. Yeah. I mean... I, I passed through Oklahoma, too. That because my 42nd state I've seen. I'm, I'm eight states away from seeing all of them. Oklahoma's a lot of nothing, too. It fact, is. Uh, I remember when I was driving out here, um, I took the I-35 uh, through Wichita, down through Oklahoma City, and up until you got to Oklahoma City, from about the border of Kansas to Oklahoma City, nothing. And it's like, oh, and here's where I go west. Sorry, I got out. Was that just laying out there? Yeah, it was just laying right next to Kit's bowl. So well, That's weird. It's not mine. That's you know that Viagra pill he gave you is not yours? No. Mystery pill. That's Mystery. not yours? I don't think so. Duncan it, doing some shit? Weird. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. But totally was, Chris just handed me a random pill, and I thought it was like, yeah. it's like a bad <laughs> breath pill or something. I was like, I was like, like did, did, did he forget to take his Ritalin or something? Nah. I don't know. Okay. Weird mystery pill. So, yeah. So, so that was. You that should was, take it. See what happens. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah. It, well, it's it not the red me. pill or the blue pill. It's a <laughs> it's, it's nondescript both, white pill. It's both the white and the yellow pill. One side oh, is yellow, yeah, one oh, side it is, is white. yellow on the other side. Yeah. Fascinating. It's, it is both the red pill and the red, blue pill. So that's not an antibiotic this, or anything? This is probably driving the listeners crazy right now. They're like, what the fuck are these guys talking no, about? They're, they're saying <laughs> pills? This will get cut. They're saying put it I'm in sure, your mouth. I'm, I'm, I'm sure mouth. it'll get knocked out at at some point here. Yeah. So, anyways, that was my my trip across the country. It was amazing. It was uh, uh, it was insane to drive across the country with a baby and, and a sick baby on the way back. But oh, uh, geez, that's the worst. But we pulled it off, and it was fun. And the baby was really, really good. So, oh, um, I uh, ooh, oh, that that, that reminds me, I. No, uh, after uh, Andy and I talked about the baby headgear, I got a, a little DM explaining uh, that the baby headgear was prescribed by a doctor, and it was all about the flat baby head syndrome and trying to avoid uh. that and all that stuff. So it's like... Uh, <clears throat> Is like a, uh, was, was this from the mother or was this from? Uh, oh, this was from the mother. Yeah. Okay. So um, yeah, there was a. So you got put in your place. There was some saying. schooling going on. Ah. Uh, apparently, the the joke about overcautious mothers stung a bit. Yeah, I got some shit about talking about her too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and stand by my statements. Which is really funny because now <laughs> I'm cause sure I'll hit next time I see her. I'm now sure that I'll Robert's given the me the new new thing to say to Celestia all the time, that looks like something someone would wear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is um, which is something uh, Celestia's my friend Celestia who we're talking yes. about here. Well, everyone knows we've mentioned her before. Uh, she posted on Facebook that she. Said to her husband, "How does this look like? Uh, you know, good for my, uh, you know, this Christmas gig I'm doing." Uh-huh. And he said, "That looks like something someone would wear." <laughs> he sort of trailed off, and he was going to say to a Christmas party. She, she has a unique dress most of the time. Yeah. Well, it was she Christmas up her uh, professional uh, okay gig wear, and okay. her, her her professional wear is black. Now, uh-huh. what Robert later explained, uh, and I, I think it was in the comments to that, is he was going to say, well, that looks like something someone would wear to Santa's funeral. 
Oh, oh I didn't and, hear that part. And he, he embarked upon the wiser course of action and trailed off before he finally <laughs> went to a Christmas gig. So... <laughs> Did he tell yeah. us to her, or is she hearing this now? Yeah, and, uh, uh, oh no, it, it, okay. it's in the Facebook. <laughs> okay. It's in the Facebook comments. So it was very funny. He, oh man, it was, it was hilarious. Robert has a Robert is very quiet for the most part, but when he lets uh-huh. one drop, it's a killer. Yeah, I yeah. see. Well, uh, the last two geeky things I did uh, got caught up on the Mandalorian oh, and got yeah. caught up on. Uh, well, actually, should say started Crisis on Infinite Earths on the CW. Oh dear, DC. Uh, episode one was super quick, and a lot of things happened where I'm like, "How are they going to do the rest of the five episodes?" Wow. So, uh, without getting into spoiler yeah. territory here, I'm just going to wait for Steve for Professor Biggs to record it on the VCR, and then we'll watch it. Oh, okay. No. Do you still have a VHS? Deck? Uh, I don't think he does. Oh. I do. Never mind it. You yeah. do. You do. Okay. I might have to yeah. borrow that sometime. Oh, I have dear. some tapes I need so to here's a digitize. Max tape. Mm. Yeah, really, what am I going to do really. with this? Oh, um, I don't know. And the, other, <laughs> and the other geeky thing you did? Uh, well, I was going to say the Mandalorian. I got caught oh, up on. Oh, right. Um, did everybody, everybody here is caught up on the Mandalorian? I am not. He's not. Yeah. Two episodes behind, I think. That or one episode behind. Last episode was really interesting. I'm 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 more and more fascinated as to where they're going to go with the rest of the series. I, it's really funny too because I'm reading a whole bunch of people. I watched the first two episodes of Mandalorian, and I got bored, so I stopped. I don't know how you get bored. I mean, the music is fantastic. The performances from all the actors so far have been incredible. My, uh, Amy Sedaris, yeah, in the last one, and was Andy amazing. was going crazy trying to figure out who the fuck she was. I, I looked it up because I had. I no figured clue. out who she was the second time we saw her. Oh man, not like because I it was driving me crazy when she first. I recognized showed up. her face, but I had no yeah. fucking clue. And then when she came back in, I was like, I know who that is now. It's Amy course, Sedaris because I'm only used to strangers with candy, right? So I'm used to the really <laughs> haggard, sure, hang dog. Well, I had. <laughs> You I had know. just recently rewatched uh, School of Rock, and she's in that, mm-hmm. so it was fresh in my head what okay. she looks like in normal, normal dress. So, uh, yeah, if 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 your only real in- introduction to her is Stranger with Candy, you wouldn't recognize her per se right off. Yeah, the bat. oh hell no. Well, the Mandalorian is fun, enjoyable, yes, real, really well done, absolutely. But it's not groundbreaking is it's, it's I mean, the difference between that and watchman watchman's just like oh my god the story mandalorian telling... i mean i could watch mandalorian every every saturday for the rest of my life sure I watchman think... is work because it's amazing and you have to really focus and i think the storytelling is above average in the mandalorian and i'm very fascinated to see where it goes in the final five episodes mm-hmm. but it i disagree with you that it's not groundbreaking from a production standpoint. Okay. Because it looks goddamn amazing. It I does. mean, it looks like it belongs projected in a theater. But from a writing standpoint, it's sure, pretty it's, pedestrian. It's and, great. And, and, um, and the criticism I'm talking about is coming from writers. Writers are sort of like, oh, oh okay. You know, all I, mean, all I needed to I do mean, was watch the first three episodes of Mandalorian. I get it now. Well, when they retold, I mean, this the Seven Samurai story, which has been done a yeah. million ways. And I don't sure. mind. I don't care at all. It was great. It was right. Wonderful to watch. But that's why I'm saying it's not 
it's it's a lot of exploring some of the yeah, tropes that have been out there for it yeah. does it does somewhat feel like they've had to stretch the story because of the limited amount of minutes they have per episode that they are kind of stretching the overall story line well, out. Well, kind of stretching into the... Right now, it's kind of stretching into the planet of the week kind of thing. Right sure. Now. Right. Which I don't mind. Because it, it feels like the next few episodes are... Because, you know, that the, the very last scene of the most recent episode made me go, what the... Huh? What What is that? Yeah. You know, because yeah. you can't... They're building something Yeah, they're there. building up to something. Because that was also, for that particular uh, performer, Yeah, I was like, that's it. Yeah, that's that's what I said too, and I'm like, that's pretty quick. Wait, you that that's your that's your whole guest star role because it seemed like that that guest star shot more because mm-hmm. that person's been in all these press junkets. So. Uh oh, uh oh. Andy's suddenly like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh huh. Well, of course you know what it is. It's yours. I think so. Right, right. So, um, but it it uh, the yeah the production design, especially like the last episode. Uh-huh. Last episode was very loyal, and, and uh, for some stuff, and uh, uh, yeah, it's just it's it's it looks so wonderful, and yeah. the the um, the the scenery, right? Because uh, yeah. Andy and I actually in this last episode <clears throat> played. Is this CGI or is this is this on location? It's tough to tell because. They've done a number of location shoots. They've enhanced some of the location shoots with CG. They are doing a wonderful mix of practical effects with CG. And real puppet work for the first time in who mm-hmm. knows how long. Mm-hmm. You're cowards like, for not using the puppet. Some, yes. <laughs> Something about se- something like seventy percent of the time you see the the baby Yoda character on screen, that's a practical puppet. Yeah, and then twenty five obviously is CG. Yeah, I was when but, we were watching the most recent episode. Uh-huh. I turned to Kay and said, "That whole Dune C is 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 generated, right? That's that's they didn't go out and shoot anything." I there. don't know. I I tried to avoid saying locations, folks, just so you know. I I was I was being yeah, clever, Andy. but it's yeah, Andy. yeah. So yeah, and then I don't Darth Maul shows up and like attacks <laughs> the Mandalorian. Like yeah, but it 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 um, I just it was really funny too when Andy was like when they were doing the Seven Samurai episode and Andy was like, so this is Yojimbo, and I'm like Seven Samurai, yep. and it's really funny because it's it's not quite Yojimbo, it's Lone Wolf and Cub, yeah. and that episode was Seven Samurai, right? And you know, it's like at I some mean, point I wonder when they get into Cowboy Bebop, but. <laughs> Nice. <clears throat> it's it's it's. I'm enjoying it. I'm still yeah. in. I'm still enjoying. It. And it's just it's a nicely, nicely done. Oh yeah. And I mean, and and little little doodads and whatnots. Uh, there's a lot of fan service. That's it's, for it's, sure. The, the, it's it. Mandalorian is just pure fun. Uh, and Watchmen is a head fuck. Yeah. That's that's the the main. And yeah. it's but it's a fun it's head bold, fuck. You're, you're like you keep watching it, know that it's just gonna mess with your brain. Mm-hmm. And you're you're okay with it in the end, so yeah. Yep. Um, so we don't we're not going to do a traditional weekend geek, obviously, because Todd's not here. So we're going to kind of do our own thing. Now I know um, the guys and I we talked about 
some things prior to the show, and one of them is there was a lot of trailers that dropped since we did the the last recording. That's not all that dropped. Oh, your testicles finally. That's not all that dropped. Okay. A lot of trailers died this uh, dropped this week. <laughs> Some of them died, but um, so we we had a new Bond trailer. We had uh, the trailer for No Time to no Die, time to James die. Bond yeah. film. Um, what do you guys think of that? Okay, one? first off, uh-huh. the first time I saw this trailer was what an article about this. Uh-huh. My daughter sent it to me because she'd heard you guys giving me shit about saying something about a black woman as Bond. Yes. And and that's what I was coming off of. That was her. She was. That, well, that's what I. Supposedly, the character is going to take up the mantle and carry on. That's kind of the unconfirmed slash partially confirmed. Um, Y'all act like I was crazy when I said. No, it. I never. I never did. I, um, I kind of agreed with you. As I, I, I was teasing you because I've heard the story as well. Oh, fine. I'm just dumb. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I, so, I the the preview looked great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Interesting, interesting setup without telling too much about the film. Oh, I think Andy it was a will decent, tell it. Decent, well, no, I meant just like Mr. Great Secret Keeper. The way that the trailer was cut together, um, it does seem very interesting where they're going to go with the closeout of the Daniel Craig version of James Bond, and this is his final go round as Bond. So, which is well, he's done it the longest, but he was he's been brilliant. I, he's done it like I think most number of years, but not the, most, not lar- the largest most, number. Yes. Of, yeah, that one's still uh, Sean uh, Connery. Sean, no, uh, Roger Moore. Roger Moore, I believe, still has most he appearances did like as Bond. A billion. Yeah. Well, that because that was back when they were doing like one every other year. Yeah. Right. yeah. I mean, they were dropping them left and right, and some were just reskinned. Yeah. Hey. A couple of them. Yeah. So um, we got a trailer for Ghostbusters Afterlife. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you guys think of that one? I, I was I first of all when I when I started running, I uh-huh. wasn't sure I was watching the right trailer. I did too. Um, I was like, did I? Okay, so going to show another week? trailer before they show this trailer, and and then as it revealed itself, I'm like, oh, yeah, this, and, is, this is a nice take. That's not going to trot on. You're not going to be doing the exact same right. thing you did in one and two. And it 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 yeah. Until they drop, until you started seeing props, I was like. What trailer am I watching? Right. And I know Paul Rudd can do drama, and I know he can do drama and comedy really well. So, I mean, Ivan Reitman is producing the film. His son is directing. So I feel like we're still going to have a good mix of comedy in there. Mm -hmm. But there was nothing in that trailer that really led me to believe that this was a comedy I was watching. So it felt very dramatic, uh, felt very... I don't know suspenseful, I guess. So, I'm I'm interested to see what the actual theatrical release brings. I suspect but, uh, it will be funny, and we for once we won't have all the jokes spoiled in the trailer. Right. <clears throat> uh, yeah. I was never really a Ghostbuster fan. No. No. The hell is wrong with well, you? Well, then you know this doesn't just, apply just, to you. I have no, a, I have a feeling they're going to show the jokes in the second trailer. Yeah, you're mm, probably right. Yeah. You guys are assuming this is the this is the only trailer, and that no, ain't this the is case just at all. This is just the first trailer. Mm, yeah. So. So they'll probably... But I probably won't watch anymore after this. This was enough to, to, to wet my taste. I know I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I've been, I've been carefully avoiding all the Star Wars trailers because... It's been we're tough. Only, we're only like 10 days away. That, uh, that, yeah. Uh, that, that last trailer, I've been working really hard to shut my eyes because mm. it's popping up everywhere. It's funny. When I go to the movies, 
when I know that trailer is about to, like, when it starts up, that's when I go do my pre-movie bathroom break so mm-hmm. that I don't have to watch it. Mm-hmm. I rewatched uh, The Last Jedi this week. Okay. Yeah, I've been but meaning to do I that as well. I guess I not seen it more than once because I really, really enjoyed it even more the second time. Yeah, I, I, I've only seen it twice. Um, I definitely want to watch it again before... Um, the 20th, which is, what, 10 days away now, once this drops? Yeah. Wow. Yep. It's on Netflix. Crept up. Yeah. Well, I mean, and yeah, and it's going, on right? Disney Plus. Or no, Disney Plus doesn't have well, that one yet. Yeah. We're all going It's been a while since we've all gone to see a movie together. Yeah. We probably I, should make the actually tried to buy... Well, guys... We all have different uh, schedules. Yeah, yeah, I know. It, it, it's already, like, filled up and sold out on... I actually tried buying a ticket, and my Galaxy app is not working, so I haven't even been able to get a ticket. Uh, mm. That sucks. <clears throat> yeah. You could always go to the theater and buy I'm a I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to talk to a person. God. Uh, well, God, well, life they sucks. Have, they have the self-service kiosks just off to the right, so you don't have to talk yeah. to anybody. Well, I can try it, you uh-huh. know, hopefully, because it, it's really weird, but it was just like, an error has occurred in your transaction, and uh-huh. it's over the past week, and, I, and you know, I don't know. But yeah, you don't, you don't sniff, actually have sniff. to talk to a ticket taker if you don't want to you gotta you gotta go in as baby kirsten when you i can't even where's where, where's the voice i don't I even know what no. i'm doing you're out of practice oh wow all right so wonder woman 84 dropped yep. um, yeah um i i haven't watched that but apparently, um, I played like, it when it, at dinner. You didn't watch it when no, I showed it to you. Very I ignored. Covered his ears on la 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 uh, la yeah. la. Uh, there's some there's some publicity shots of her in yes. armor that references uh-huh. what Alex Ross did for the hawk, her. The hawk armor. Yeah, yeah, that's very cool. Or well, it's something bird armor. Uh, it's, I it's, think it's hawk. It's hawk the clothes armor. of the trailer shows her in that. Yeah, very cool. I loved the the visual style from what I could see. It looks very eighties. They did a great job mixing it with New Order's Blue Monday. Mm-hmm. But, well, the intro to the song, because they didn't really get deep into the song. But the color palette was definitely an 80s color palette, that's for sure. I, um, I mean, and it's spoiler, like spoiler here from the trailer, but I mean, I'm, I'm really curious how they're going to pull Chris Pine into this. Yeah, they... they, and, they, they I, Thank goodness we're very vague about how he's suddenly not vague enough. They they yeah. let off some stuff. I'm like, oh, that's you, the way you it's going it. to be. Oh crap! Uh, well, I'm I'm interested because the Maxwell Lord is a character out of the DC Comics that's going to be the the quote unquote big bad. Oh, is that who you, that who's, yeah, that's uh, who the uh, the business guy was that you saw in the trailer. I, uh, I complained about him recently. Did you? I complained about watching that, reading that goddamn. The uh, OMAC book that was so terrible. Oh yeah, Ugh, it was awful. But he was—he's the villain in that until the he, third issue when he gets right. killed off, off off screen. He gets he's, killed in another comic book. Yeah, he's he's a character that is used interestingly in like comics. Well, I mean, actually, season one of Supergirl, he was the he was oh the, yeah he was long term villain, that. and then suddenly just disappears when we get to season two. Huh. So I'm I'm fascinated to see the movie, and I was. Saying, I was telling Kirsten at dinner, I was like, it's like, and then it says summer 2020, and I'm like, oh, and I was like, oh, wait, that's only like six months away now. Start to realize that we're already at the end of 2019. I know, it's coming to an end. And then the same Uh. thing like with the Black Widow trailer, that dropped, and that's also summer 2020, and so that's only like six months away as well. Do we know when WandaVision is coming out? Um... 
I'm I don't know. sure there's a release date. I'd have to look it up. I don't know how I feel about the Taskmaster suit in that. In, uh, in Black Widow? Yeah, it just doesn't look like the Taskmaster. Uh, I thought it looked good compared to what it could have looked like. On I want his white skull mask. I want like the yellow or the orange hood or whatever it was. That's what I want. Well, I mean, they've had, all the characters they've had to slightly modify the outfits to make them look slightly, you know, realistic on screen. Listen, I want, I want, <laughs> I want a guy in a rhino suit to be the rhino. That's what the fuck I want. Mm. <laughs> all right, just says WandaVision twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah. Well, they probably haven't uh, set a date yet. What yeah. if it's twenty twenty one? Falcon and Snowman is twenty twenty. Falcon and Snowman. Falcon and Winter Soldier. <laughs> snowman? <laughs> snowman? That's an old, that is an old movie, The Falcon oh, and the yeah. Snowman. It's a, it, <laughs> yeah. Timothy Hutton and Sean Penn. Yep, a very young Sean Penn. And almost John Ashton. John Ashton uh, shot a whole... and, and John Ashton and um, John Ratzenberger shot a whole sequence for that movie that just got cut on the left on the, uh, on the, floor. On the cutting room floor yeah. gotta love that because i got john ashton uh uh graduated from my the school my dad taught at oh yeah so he is i i have like weird john ashton knowledge i see <clears throat> well i'll add that to the rest of your yes yeah, so my other knowledge. weird stuff so yeah so what did you guys think of the black widow trailer overall i, I mean I, we know what it. you think matt you didn't see it yet nope i'm oh. trying to avoid trying trailers to avoid where it. i can I don't mind the first, like, yeah, you know. I don't mind the first trailer. That's your revenge for the whole Dune Sea reference from Andy, so. I don't mind the first trailers because usually (laughs) they don't give away too much. It's all the follow-up trailers that I just, I really try hard to to avoid i just well you know what it's 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 six and one and a half dozen the other yeah you you turn around twice boom you're suddenly watching a trailer yeah so i try to avoid them and and if i'm lucky then i'm lucky and if not well you know hey i I think i I watched that one just because i was curious what they're going to do with it i mean i tend to not try and not watch trailers if i don't want to watch it anyways um, yeah, exactly. Although the Ghostbusters one, I just, yeah. well, I, I was just really curious on what they were. Yeah, because I, I, there's so little that I knew about it. I'm like, all right, I want to see this first. If I'm going to see it, and then I'm like, fuck it, I don't need the trailer because I'm going to go see it. I might watch a trailer if I'm like, what the hell? Are, or if I have no fucking clue, like Six Underground. Yeah, that, that was another you know, one I was going to talk about. Up, Ryan I'm, Reynolds. I, I'm just like, I hadn't even heard of that. Is and that all Michael of a Bay? Sudden, What's that? Is that That's Michael the Bay? Michael Bay. Ryan Michael Reynolds. Bay produces it. I don't know if he's directing it. Because there was a because I saw a great trailer for that. Yes, that was Ryan Reynolds talking about this is going to be the most Michael Bay movie ever. Be Michael Bay. He ever Michael Bayed, and it went <laughs> this whole thing about the you know the, the pulling up charts and stuff and showing uh, mm-hmm. documentary footage of the scientists trying to. I love I love put the how Ryan Reynolds has become like this meta Hollywood reference. Now, because of Deadpool, he's just yeah. like he he metas the hell out of everything. everything. Now. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's he did that fun. with that whole uh, the whole Peloton. Yes, I saw commercial that. controversy, and then he hires the same actress to promote his gym. Yes. <laughs> I love that that God. that was marketing brilliance. I don't I don't know if he directly told his ad company to do that. Or if maybe that was just something that they tossed out to him. I, and he's like, yeah, do that. But whoever yeah. was responsible for that, that was brilliant. It sounds like him so much. It sounds I know. Like it does. Do. Doesn't it? Does. Did you see the Peloton commercial? I, I have not. I, I don't even know the it controversy. It's such a fucking nightmare. It, it's it's such a weird commercial. So here's the commercial. It's, it's like a 30-second commercial. Yeah. It's Christmas. A woman and husband. Husband buy, uh, reveals a, this $2,000 stationary yeah. bike. 
that he's got for his wife. And yeah. then the thing is told through like her watching her shooting video of herself, but she looks like she's a goddamn hostage. Yeah. She's like she's looking at the screen. I'm a little scared to start this, you know. And she's and then at the end, then she you know it's them sitting on the couch watching it and she, watching the video of, she shot of herself. And she's like, I didn't know how much this would change me. It's like it changed from a hot chick to another hot chick. Yeah, the same yeah, hot chick. She, yeah. It's it's <laughs> it's funny because it's. It's like three pounds she lost or something like I don't for a whole year. I'm not gonna get <laughs> like, into the whole controversy that's going around the internet on this thing, but I will say she looks the same at the beginning of the commercial as she does at the end. But she looks and haunted through the whole thing. She does. That like her her expression does seem like someone who is in a really weird relationship. Uh but hmm. It's make makes Fifty Shades of Grey look normal. I, my my only thing with this ad is like, who are they targeting? Because you know they pan across the room. It's 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 either house. a really nice house yeah, a or a house. really nice apartment with a beautiful view, and it's clearly a pricey house. Like it's it it's there's money behind this this place, and who is going to buy this bike? Rich people who are already in shape and probably have a personal trainer. Are they doing or, other other ones? Because I've seen one. Yeah, there's, with there's like, a few others, like hot chick and hot dude yes. in apartments yes. across from each other. Mm-hmm. Doing, okay, yeah, there's lost, there's a, but they lose like something like yeah, some ridiculous market share. They've been there. Their stock went down to zillions. What was it like last year? I think really? they did one. Oh yeah, no, it, it and it, then it went back up too, if I remember mm. correctly. But um, like last year they had one where it was like. Uh, I think it was the wife buys the bike for her husband, but then she starts using it right up to the point where she gives it to him for Christmas. It's it's weird. They need to fire their ad agency because it's uh, not. They hire your job. agency. I don't know. They need to hire the eighties Jeff yeah. PR. For I don't it. know. We're talking so like, about it. Are you so fat? the Ryan Reynolds Ride commercial? The Ryan Reynolds go. commercial. They got the same actress, the same haunted yes. actress. She's. Drinking was it? Is it gin? It's aviation what, it's, gin. Aviation. Um, they're, 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 it's her and two of her girlfriends drinking gin, and you can see she's gone through some shit. She's coming out of it, and she needs a drink badly. <laughs> so she's got a, yeah, she's got a martini in front of her, and they're like, she's like, this is safe. This is a safe place. You can enjoy this, <laughs> or two, or three. And she proceeds to pick up her martini, and she drinks the whole thing straight down. And then the friend right next to her goes. You know what? Have this one too. It's like in front of her, <laughs> and she's like, "I can." Thanks. The, the chive posted a bunch of memes based on this commercial, and somebody's comment was was, uh, uh, "It's nice we can have this commercial with with three friends, uh, you know, relaxing with gin after murdering this woman's awful husband <laughs> and by tying his body to a two thousand dollar bicycle and sinking it bottom." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right. That's uh, that's all. Well, weird. while we're still on the topic of Ryan Reynolds, um, I finally saw. I, I Green Lantern. No, there's there's. I knew there was a movie coming up with <laughs> him and Taika Waititi. <laughs> Taika Waititi, and I didn't really know much about the film, so they just dropped the trailer for Free Guy, which is essentially he's an NPC in a video game that finds out that he's in a video game by accidentally killing an actual real-world player, and then picking up the player's goggles. And when he puts the goggles on, the whole world changes from his point of view to what a, a gamer's point Somewhere of view Somewhere between Wreck-It Ralph and They yeah. Live. Yeah, something yeah. like that. So Interesting. Because it's coming from Ryan Reynolds and Taika Waititi, I'm really curious to see where this goes. Reynolds really is... 
He's cranking them out. Uh, it and and the choices are so interesting too. It's yeah. it's sort of like Deadpool was this sudden this sudden let loose the Reynolds and yes. he just released the Reynolds. Yeah, and he's bursting with all of this geek shit that's actually good. Pretty, pretty fucking. Uh, he was pretty actually pretty charming in Pikachu. You know. Uh, yeah, I I was surprised how yeah. good that film was. Yeah. I mean, just and I I mean I think of him beforehand. And the one thing I can I can remember is the you know the the god awful Wolverine. Van, oh, I, yeah. I, I, I thought we were going to Van Wilder, which uh, is Van a, Wilder, right? He was wasn't Blade, he? Blade he Trinity. wasn't Blade Trinity. Yes. So that was like one of his early geek cred things. But yeah, Van Wilder. That's like who you know that that was sort of the the actor waiters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then but but Deadpool, and now it's just boom. He's just. Geeking all over the place like he's found his niche or something. And what's fascinating is in the in the X-Men Origins Wolverine film, he appears as Wade Wilson, but he never appears as Deadpool. Yeah. That's that's right. not him at the end. Right. And he didn't know that's where they were going with the character until he saw it screened. Yeah. And he oh was God, he horrified. Oh he was God. horrified because he you know, he kind of studied the character. He's like, Okay, I've got enough of the Wade Wilson thing down. I can kind of because you see Kind of the, you know. Well, there's that the ideas there, planted. There's that moment when they when they hit the 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 bad guy's place and right. he comes out with the swords and he just with yeah. all the bullets and he's like, okay, it's safe to come out now. And you know, it's like that's that's vintage Wilson right there. Yeah. So he he has that, but yeah, that ending. And he said that kind of planted the seeds for how he wanted to play the character when they actually did get the green light to go through with Deadpool. And he and said he'd been they... working for over a decade trying yeah, to get right. that film done. And I remember hearing that, and I was just like, why would a Van Wilder uh, dude, you know? Of course, Chris Evans did what? What the fuck? Uh, Fantastic Four. No, before that, he, he did this. He he did some kind of high school sorority comedy thing i remember oh, not it, another teen movie i think so yeah he's because, brilliant in that yeah film. he's brilliant it was also creepy as hell because it's like his dad offers him his yes. mother to lose his virginity. <laughs> i don't want your wife <laughs> yeah and and yeah and it's funny too because it's a vintage chris evans moment where she's sitting on the bed and she's like you know uh honey whenever you are ready or something and he's like sitting there like oh and he does it in a great Chris Evans style. Right. He, he's, he's hilarious. But oh, yeah. yeah. Then he had Fantastic Four and he moved on. Right. But Reynolds was, it, it was just like, why is the Van Wilder guy even interested in Deadpool? So it's like it, the, this, this, this thing that, uh, this geekiness of him that he's sure. tapped into is pretty awesome, actually. Oh, and, and it's, it's, it's being geeky and being funny. At the same time, and being self-referential, I mean, he's just right going well, with it. And, and then it's even also, in public, he's like super thankful that all this stuff yeah. has happened. And also, he's, he seems pretty humble about he's it. He's like the he's like the the really good-looking dude. You don't really right. expect a leading man type like that no. not be to go in that direct, especially when he used to be you know power couple him and Scarlett Johansson back in the days when I hated him. And you know, it it, it it's an interesting turn. And now I really like it too because he is obviously he is obviously a major major geekoid. And now he's, he's power couple with um, oh shit. Blake, Blake Lively. Blake Lively, yeah. No. So so it and and all of the stuff that he's pulling out is pretty is really cool. Really yeah, interesting. I'm, I'm 
you know, kudos to the guy. I mean, I'm almost to the point now where it's like, you know, DC, yeah. you actually want to talk to him about Green Lantern, but let him, yeah, you know, let let him, him bring his writers in. Yeah, let him have his say. Because that's that's what he did with with Deadpool. He right. He got he 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 said that is all the writers. They they made the film the way I wanted the film to be made. Mm-hmm. And he's like, they they deserve all the credit. So, I mean... Right. I don't even remember. I've blocked a lot of Green Lantern out of my head. Was he Hal Jordan? He was Hal Jordan. Yeah. But it, See, was, I don't, I don't, it I, was... He was not played Hal Jordan in the comic, really, at all. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know that I see the and current the Ryan Reynolds like, as Hal Jordan. You know? The sad thing was, like, he was really excited to play that part. Yeah. And then was really... Ter- terrified about how poorly received it was. Well, it, it just... And and I think he's now come to terms with, yeah, it was just not a good film. My thing, and uh, as a side note about Green Lantern, of course, is I love Hal Jordan. Sure. I, I'm an old Hal Jordan right, right. fan and everything. But honestly, the animated Justice League, oh, yeah. Jon Stewart, that probably, if you want to do a Green Lantern movie... That actually probably should be the character because that is a hell of a filmable character, yeah, and a very very well developed uh, screen absolutely. screen character. Uh, it, it's just uh, absolutely amazing. So, uh, anyway, that's my input. Yeah. Well, guys, got any other geeky things you want to get off your chest while we're uh, on the subject? Anything you've watched? Recently, that you want to comment on, I trailer think. or otherwise? Oh, uh, you're McGee. You were talking a couple. I listened to the old episode. You talked about McGee, and and he was you liked him as a TV producer, but you couldn't remember what he produced. Uh, he produced a show called Fastlane. I remember that. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm he's produced I'm, a few oh, other. Oh, 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 oh. I'm. I'm deeply into Supernatural now. The first uh-huh. season, which is a McGee. Oh, he does it. Yeah. Okay, because he, he also yeah. produced Chuck. The TV yeah, show Chuck. I, he was a. He I was watched a, a few episodes and didn't care for it, except I kind of want to rewatch it now that I, I realize. I it, really so. think you should because yeah. the, the first season is a little bit of a trog because it's the it's the first season. They're really trying to establish the characters, but once you get into like seasons two and three, um, it's a fantastic show. Uh, it, it even grows just in that first season, but uh, you know, having got to interview several of the actors for that show. When we were doing the Ugly Couch show, that was that was just really a great cast, and just the the people were quality. I mean, prim- they answered some of our silly questions that that uh, you know probably nobody should have ever asked, but <laughs> they were into it. They had a good time with it because I okay, I remember Chuck is, Chuck is on Amazon Prime, so I could probably yeah. watch that fairly yeah. easily. Andy and I actually are also slowly making our way through Jessica Jones. Oh okay. Yeah, we were I originally holding. It, that. No, we were originally holding back. Well, I, I I had to take off for Florida or something sure. stupid. But now we watch a couple episodes. Like, oh, this is good. But you know, now we should watch this instead. Yeah. Um, it's Mandalorian, right? Mandalorian's right. out. Oh, okay. Watchmen tonight, right? Watchmen. It's good. It's not compelling us to watch every. Well, we we're close. We're 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 we're. The other night we we're watching Two or through, three and and we were a few episodes from the end and. If I didn't have to work in the morning, we probably would have watched. Andy was fading. <laughs> yeah, Andy was fading. It's fading but uh, fast. it's it's a little tough because we watched it in chunks. So you know, we watched it. I think we 
I think we had like maybe a four month gap in between yeah. watching episodes. Yeah, yeah we oh, actually wow. sat so, there. What did he do? Who, who, did he quit? Did he get fired? What did he? Where, what where was did he get that black thing? guy? Where did so he come saying, from? Don't skip the recap. Is what he had. No, just watch it all at once. Previously on, watch yeah. the damn thing all once. Don't give it a four month gap. That's insane. Yeah. Not to bring the show down, but we lost some pretty significant people this this past two weeks. Mm. Starting off with this weekend, we lost Carol Spiney. Played Big Bird and Oscar the Grouch on Sesame Street. Uh, he was 85, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. Huge, huge influence on development, at least for for me and for those of us that watched it when we were young. Because, I mean, late 50s, right? When uh, 69. 69, 60s. so late 60s, excuse yeah. me. So I would have started watching it in the mid-70s and vividly remember Big Bird and Oscar the Grouch. Um, so, And those are two characters that he created for the show and puppeteered well up into the 2000s, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I think he retired officially like, what, five, seven years ago? And that's like that. a hard costume. Yes. The Big Bird costume is hard to operate. It's really difficult. Because, I mean, you are essentially, you're operating, you're, one, one, of, one of those arms is your, one of the, Big Bird's arms is your arm, yeah, his, but his, his head is your uh, his head is your other arm. So you're standing there with your arm straight up in the air. If I remember correctly, it's the character's left arm that is free, and the right arm he had over his head mm-hmm. stretched awkwardly to operate the mouth. Right, and apparently that caused him some significant, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. No. Shoulder and back problems. Shoulder, but neck, he, back. Yeah, he continued to do it. Well into, if I remember correctly, his late seventies, early eighties. Yeah, that's amazing. So, um, yeah, that was that was a tough one. Now I know it was sixty nine because one, I remember my parents trying to watch it. We okay. lived we lived on what we laughingly called a mountain in Connecticut. It was two thousand feet up. We had our own Big weather. Hill. We it was two thousand feet up. We had our own weather. We would, okay. we would get snowed it's up got there. Its own weather system. But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we had like a black and white. You know, it's on UHF, and it's right, this, yeah. there's this bore of snow, and every now and then you'd see a little glimpse of some puppet. Sure. So yeah, I, mean, I, I watched the I watched parts of the first episode of Sesame Street when it first aired, but as a uh, as puppets lost in a snowstorm that I couldn't hear. Um, That's but, a great title of something. Yeah, and then I knew it was 50 years ago because when I was at the Iowa State Fair this summer. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they are the, doing the 50th celebration this the, year. Uh, uh, and the special thing, for the, they had the regular Butter Cow, but then they had like other stuff, and they had Butter Sesame Street up there for the 50th anniversary. <laughs> of course they did. Oh, God, I forgot about the, the State Fair Butter Sculptures. Mm. Crazy. I, some of them are ridiculously intricate, too. Um, they did have it. Did they have it chilled in the chilled room? Or did yeah, it's, they have the, it? it's behind a glass in a chill. Oh, there's, it was a, there's a separate okay. room. Okay. Um, I was curious because I've seen different presentations. There's a, there's a separate room. It's full of. It's basically a, a farm stuff. It's all sure. It's all the honey stands and uh, and all the, the 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 various fresh fruit displays. And then there's one side of it is all refrigerated, and you're looking through a big glass window at it. Big glass window, as opposed to a big linoleum window. Crazy. Um, I, I remember that. When I was talking about the documentary Wrinkles of Clown, I forgot to mention, I also saw American Caricature. Oh, okay. Which is a uh, um, a caricature um, uh, documentary. Oh, nice. That is not released yet. We saw a sort of a preview thing, uh, screen of character artists. Huh. Um, 
it doesn't have a release date. The version I saw, I know among the things they have to do is they have to, there's a bit where they're doing karaoke uh-huh. and they couldn't get the rights to the songs. Oh, <laughs> nice. So that'll get cut. be d- difficult. Um, we also lost Robert Walker Jr., um, who's probably most well-known for playing uh, the character of Charlie on the Star Trek original episode. Charlie X. Uh, it's Charlie X. Yeah. Um, although he was Hollywood, you know, royalty. a Hollywood royalty kid, uh, was in a number of TV shows and movies. He was an Easy Rider. Career. Yeah, he was an Easy Rider. And it's funny because I remembered seeing him the first time I saw Easy Rider and going, I'm like, wait a minute, I know that face. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if you look at his IMDb page, it's it's incredible the number of things he's been in and <clears throat> was able to, you know, not be a, a really well-known name, I guess. He was a yeoman performer. Yeah, he... He was in all those things. It's like that uh, that documentary, that guy from that thing. Yeah, it's that kind of an actor, but he worked continuously mm-hmm. throughout. If, if I remember correctly, his father Robert Walker, uh-huh. who is part of that Hollywood royalty, uh-huh. he was the assassin in the Muppet movie. Really, he that was the seems like there's I, there's some kind of trivia like that. Frogs, yeah. That guy, something I think, along those lines. I, I'm yeah. pretty sure he's the the frog killer that they initially uh, that Charles Durning hires uh, to go after Kermit. I'm pretty sure that's uh, that's his dad. And then we also lost Rene Auberjonois this weekend. Probably for Star Trek fans, most well known as Odo from Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. But uh, for Robert Altman fans, uh, he was. Father Mulcahy. A lot of people talk about uh, about That's him. who he was. I was trying to remember who he was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was interestingly enough. I was adult. I was an adult when I finally got to see Mash. I had become a Robert Altman fan after seeing the player. Okay. And then I started going back through and like the, the depending on who you talk to in film school, they're like, no, you got to watch Mash. You know, that's that's like the penultimate Robert Altman film. And I went back and watched it and. I grew up with my parents absolutely loved the TV series. Mm-hmm. It is not the TV series. No, it's more, it's a it's, completely it's different and it's much darker yes. than the TV series. All of the actors in the movie are amazing. Um Rene Auberjonois, also known for the the voice of the chef in The Little Mermaid. And and I can't remember he was like the advisor or something in Benson or the he, uh, Yeah, he was in he Chief was of Benson, staff. Chief of Staff. Chief of okay. staff. He was also on Boston Legal, which I absolutely adored his performances on Boston Legal. I mean, that show was filled with so many amazing actors from, you know, Star Trek and other TV series, but they just knocked it out of the park on that kind show. Kind of that, oh, I remember Boston Legal, it, it, it kind of weird resurgence for Shatner. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. It was just, it was... A, and that Shatner was and, that was um, interesting side note as uh, Jerry Shatner, Ryan was on there too. Yeah, Jerry Ryan was on there. Shatner actually in his his Twitter talked about becoming friends with him on that show and bought like a lot of Rene Auberjonois' artwork and decorated his Ooh. his office with that. And wow. he said that amongst other things are one of the things he'll always miss. Interesting. Uh, I mentioned the Little Mermaid. I actually got to. Back when they had a lot of the actors at the Alexis Park here in Vegas, um, got to hear Rene Auberjonois sing that song from uh, La, I'm, I'm just sure I'm going to murder it because I don't speak French. 
La Posa, I think it was the the song where he talk he sings about cooking the the crab. Hmm. And that was fascinating because it was like here's this <clears throat> this this giant in the film and television biz singing this song for a bunch of fans just because they asked him to. Well, he did some theater as well. He did a lot. He of actually theater. apparently moved. Uh, he was he was actually did theater uh, in the sixties prior yep. to like uh, Mash and, and mm-hmm. movies and television. Then yeah, he's he's a lot of theater both before, during, and after. What a career! So he was. Uh, what was he? A little? What was he in? The Little Disney? Mermaid. Little Mermaid. Okay. The okay. Chef. No, I'm actually mixing up movies. I was thinking it was uh, David Ogden Sears was in that somewhere, but he's in uh, Beauty and the Beast. Yes. Okay. Uh, nice I think m- you're confusing because Ogden Styers was also in the MASH television series. That's what I'm saying, series. that'd be if, they, if that, there was that MASH so that It's a rudimentary connection, but... Yeah, I was, you I was know, hoping there was an actual Both in connection. Disney films and both in, yeah. in MASH and different iterations. Actually, yeah. Yeah, but, he uh, was... It, it just... I, I remember watching DS9 uh, research for, uh, for working at the right. experience and just... Uh, just... Uh, uh, he is the one that I the, he Odo really grew on me, right? And uh, and especially him and Armin Shimmerman. Oh, uh, that when, that when, banter between the two when, of them, yeah, all the way up to the end when they have their goodbyes and Odo's kind <clears> of <throat> and walks down there and and Cork's like something like I'm gonna miss you too or something like that, and mm. that that's like as much heartbreaking as anything else in that final episode, but yeah. just that. Kind of like growing mutual respect, you know, mm-hmm. guised under that mutual hatred for <laughs> each other. You know, yeah. it's like, um, just yeah. It, he, I I had limited interactions with him at the experience, but they were all positive. And then seeing him at many of the conventions, he just he was a class act all the way around. Yeah, and had so many great stories, too many to tell on this podcast, yeah, yeah. but not just about Star Trek, but about everything that he did in life, both on and off screen, theater and so forth. So, And I saved the biggest one for last. We lost DC Fontana this week as well. Dorothy Fontana was Gene Roddenberry's assistant when he was doing The Lieutenant and became a writer on Star Trek, the original series, She's as much responsible for the Star Trek universe as we know it as Gene Roddenberry. Wrote several key original series episodes that established a lot of what we know as the Star Trek universe. Yeah, especially Um, Spock. Spock was one she had a huge hand in, in, I say, co-developing because she and Nimoy apparently had a lot of conversations about the character where she would talk about her feelings on what she thought the character was, and Nimoy would respond back about things that he thought, and they they collaborated really well on that. I never thought about it, but it was only recently uh, brought to my attention she created the Andorians, Kirsten. Right. Because she wrote the episode Journey to Babel, so she's responsible for introducing us to the Andorians and the Tellarites, as well as kind of digging into that history of the humans and the Vulcans and the founding of Starfleet. And she also wrote Encounter at Farpoint, so yes. she started off the next generation. And sadly, that was also the <laughs> the the episode that turned her and Roddenberry's relationship sour, mm. and she didn't really speak to him much 
over the the next yeah. few years. Yeah, and that was, was uh, that created a bit of a rift. She's talked about it several times. Um, what exactly went on? He rewrote the script to an extent, created the Q character, and in, interjected that into the story without really talking to her first. Oh. And there were other things in the the Roddenberry documentary that Rod Roddenberry did. They talk about that. Yeah, because so, yeah, I remember that interview because she talks about. Yeah, she's she's and she's pretty candid because you can tell she loves that kid because you know, she's you know, watched him grow up. You right, know, right. Was, was kind of part of that family up until that rift between her and it, Gene. It's interesting. I remember with our experiences at the experience, especially right around when we first opened, and her showing up so much. Yeah, we kind of, kind of like nicknamed Majel Roddenberry as like the mom of Star yes. Trek. Because she, especially at the experience, she was so oh, yeah. wonderful and giving Absolutely. when we first opened. But when you look and at And even the, after we opened. Yeah, yeah. and For all, years. Always just coming Up until by. her own death, that she was a, right. like a fixture around that place. But when you look at the creative input, yeah. it's like you realize DC Fontana really was the mom of yeah. Star Trek. she really was. Um just i mean i can't i can't even tell you how deeply i felt that when i saw that she passed cuz she was only like 80 yep so she uh, that that came out of nowhere cuz i swear she like, was just uh, here aubergineois yeah that one well metastatic lung cancer that's something apparently he would have been battling yeah, for a while yeah so he probably kept that quiet cuz i thought uh, he was just here this summer I, I, I don't I don't recall at all. Actually, maybe honestly. it was last year. I'm not sure. But yeah, that did seem like it came out of nowhere. Definitely uh, a big big loss. DC Fontana and Renee Arbogenois. Now she is DC Fontana because she was a woman writer she back in the days when you wanted to hire Dorothy Fontana. Um, Roddenberry had already hired her, but she went by DC so that the network wouldn't question. You know the you know the network and the studios at the time. They Rod, knew they got a broad right in for you. What? Yeah, they 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 knew that they had female writers, but they didn't really want their names sometimes up in the title cards. Yeah, and sometimes it wasn't the execs as much as they were they were just nervous about audience reaction. Yeah. So it's like even the execs would be like Dorothy, would you yeah. please go? You know. You know, uh, go by DC, or she would be like, "I'm going to go by DC to keep it e simple," and they'd be like, "Thank you," or you know, mm -hmm. "Okay, good idea." It wasn't always like yeah. a, a top-down handout. Although, you know, of course, the 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 cage pilot is a famous yeah. executive interference thing. But it it wait, what's that? That's the one where Ron Berry is told lose the woman or lose the alien. One. Oh, Pick one. okay. So so you know sometimes well, they wanted it, him to ditch both of them. And um, he stood his ground, and they said, "Well, you have to lose one." Yeah, he didn't want to lose Spock. So yeah, it was just. So he got rid of his wife. And it, it was and well, and, and we're we're getting kind of sidetracked here. Yeah, but yeah. That was kind of weird too, because he had number one there, and yeah. he really wanted to go that route. And then as the series entered, you know, got in rolling, it it actually a lot of the character of that character became Spock. Well that and there ended up being a lot of sixties sexism sure. popping up in the episodes. Absolutely. Which was sort of sort of bizarre considering where uh Roddenberry wanted to start with it. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and you know it, you're absolutely right about the you know, sometimes it was 
an executive decision. Yeah. That they were just scared of what the audience would yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really funny. It, it just, uh, you know, whatever. Um, in, a, in a recent news, just to, to lightly uh, tangentially touch on this, uh, there was an award called the James Tiptree Jr. Award in Science Fiction, okay. which was an award given uh, regarding uh, uh, addressing issues of gender in science fiction. Okay. The reason they chose that name was that was the pseudonym of a woman named Alice Mary Sheldon. Alice Sheldon was actually, along with her husband, whose name I'm blanking on, uh, worked for the CIA. Oh, wow. wow. And Sheldon was so damn good at writing, she actually used a lot of what she learned in the CIA to create the persona of James Tiptree. And for years, uh, nobody in the science fiction, nobody knew that Tiptree was a woman. Wow. And uh, rumors circulating, there's a famous story about how Robert Silverberg had written some kind of essay or something saying there's no way Tiptree is a woman. It's obvious. The, 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 the writing is obviously from a man. And then Sheldon got a hold of him and was sort of like, uh, well, actually. Uh. And then <laughs> it, it eventually came out. So, But recently, Sheldon, this was back in, I think it was the early 2000s. It might have been even earlier. She was... 71 her husband was 80 something and was severely uh disabled get and having a hard time uh with illness and they find that she executed a uh suicide pact she Ooh. shot him and killed herself Ooh. yep and um there, i'm reading that right here yeah, wow and the recently uh, the disabled community, uh, which uh, has taken some umbrage about uh, any kind of positive viewpoint of the m- murder-suicide, has actually campaigned to have the Tip Tree name changed, and it has been renamed to the Otherwise Award. Uh, hmm. Still dealing with issues of gender in uh, science fiction hmm. and fantasy, but it 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 hers is also a very fascinating story because they they were part of the founding and creation right. of the CIA way back in the in the fifties. Crazy, yeah. And she was an artist, apparently. Wow. Yeah. No, she was a remarkable human being. The the story at the end there is also very sad because he was really really sick and ill and um, uh, they a lot of people confirmed that they were ready to to pass and. One or two people have stood up and said, well, we're not too sure about that. And that's created kind of the controversy behind the murder-suicide. There really have been a lot of remarkable people involved in the sci-fi, yeah. fantasy, mm-hmm. writing, and teleplay sure, yeah. community. You know, be it big screen, small screen, well, it's a, books, it's, it's comic a wonderful, books. It's a wonderful... It's a wonderful realm for exploration. I've said before myself, I don't believe in escapism... I think really the thing behind science fiction and fantasy is distancing yeah. and being able to address issues that you might not be able to touch if you used a realistic approach, well, but if yeah. you used genre, you can go there and discuss things that you can't Absolutely. otherwise. Absolutely. I mean, the original series is full of that. Yeah. And that was a conscious choice by right by Dorothy, D.C. Fontana, by Gene Roddenberry, right. by many of the other writers mm-hmm. whose names are escaping me right now. You know, to kind of hold up that mirror to society, but to guise it in the 
This is this is three hundred years in the future, and it's it's in a you know far away part of the galaxy. So it's it's not Earth. It's not Earth, even though it's mm-hmm. all the things that were happening right then and there. So. Yeah. So God bless uh, Dorothy Fontana. Absolutely. Thank you for yeah. thank you for so much. Thanks for for everything. So I'm looking through a journey to Babel is her. Uh-huh. The ultimate computer is her. Yep. Uh, the Enterprise Incident is her. Ooh, one of wow. my favorites. Yesteryear is her mm-hmm. from the animated series. That's the animated series, A Return to Far the... Farpoint, of course, yeah. which I already mentioned. And Dax. Dax is her. Yeah. That's one of the only episodes that she wrote outside of Next Gen and uh, original series. Really? She wrote mm-hmm. that one DS9 episode. Hmm. Journey to Babel is a fantastic one. Uh, Ultimate Computer is another one that, you know, kind of is more prescient, I think, today than back then, where you do have computers, really, and machines kind of taking over for... Discussing AI. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Artificial intelligence. And at what, what point does do. the AI deem us irrelevant and or, you know, something that needs to be addressed <laughs> one of the interesting theories i've heard is uh, some prom of course a prominent scientist guy whose name i have no clue was talking about he didn't think ai could achieve human-like sentience simply because he thinks a part of that sentience comes from uh physical stimulation <clears throat> and uh, accumulating physical uh data and ai would not have that kind of level of physical stimulus hmm. that we do. And so he's like leery of the whole, you know, be afraid of AI going sentient thing. Uh, who knows? Well, gentlemen, anything else you uh, want to address before we wrap this up? Um, uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think we, I think. Uh, can Hit it all in the head. Not, not bad from shooting from the seat of our yeah, pants. Shooting I, from I'm the seat. With just that. a few notes. Not, not a whole lot. Yeah, and I didn't have really time to put together a show. But, well, uh, they, yeah, and I mean, we already had enough weighty yeah. stuff yeah. to talk I mean, about. Yeah, so many, uh, <clears throat> I ho- mean, if we... Hopefully we didn't lose any of our listeners for our little experiment here, oh. running, running, you know, by the seat of our pants. Oh, there was a, there was a uh, poll Flying on the, on the, the lair. Oh, the poll? Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah, here, here, check out the poll here. It's uh, the, uh, All what right. is the absolute worst on Geek Shock? And, so, uh... uh how how what what's the uh, the exact Uh-oh. term for her like that you have? Uh, Angelica. Angelica. Uh, oh my! Uh, physi- something. Oh physical my! Th- uh, physical therapy assistant. Wonderful uh, physical therapy. Yes. Whatever. Wonderful, that you yeah. you have a whole yeah. <laughs> a whole bit about yep. that. Uh, so Angelica created a poll on the lair. Says which is the absolute worst one? One of the choices is man baby voice, which uh, is the right answer. The I don't know what you're talking about. Second is the PonyCon cum jar talk. There you go. It's a pretty close second. Yeah. Third is sports. Fourth is anime. Fifth is this poll that defames ban- man baby man voice. <laughs> the last on. Jedi or wrestling. <laughs> well, currently in the lead is baby man voice. Uh, followed by PonyCon Come Jar. Now, I'm going to say that uh, that Angelica, when, uh, when this poll got started, it's obvious she has not gone through the back catalog and heard of Ludmilla. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, the back catalog is... Uh, Ludmilla will be the, the crowning glory of what is the worst. No, 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 no. Don't you be dissing my sister here. Angelica, mm-hmm. go ba- go through the back catalog <laughs> at your own risk. I, I love that's it, That's all I, I have to say. Though, like, we hardly ever do babies. Yeah. Andy. And those back catalogs, some of those characters were awful. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I was, I was trying to... leading do. the poll. I was Shut up, to, Andy, and you're was, getting rid of your fake poll. That's uh, all you that's, and your tr- and your Russian troll bots. And tell because my troll bot neat. I, I I don't go on Facebook as troll much farm. anymore lately for for personal reasons. But uh, yeah. who was it that had his daughter do the robot in jail voice? That was just it had me both smiling and cringing at the Damn, same I don't think time. I heard that. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, it's it's in there. Look it up. Wow. Oh wow! Um, I have to. Who did that? Uh, um, god, you're gonna make that. Me that almost me. sounds like something. Jeff Harris would uh, have his kid do. Can you imagine oh, what Paul would have done with the with the old vampire Reagan thing I mentioned? Like, I'm gonna, oh, vampire, God. He's vampire, probably, vampire he's probably would, doing it right yeah. now as we speak. Goodness. Break up the unions. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> vampire Reagan, you know? Break the Abortion is murder. Break up the unions. Uh. Trees cause pollution. <laughs> oh, Jesus. What else, gentlemen, before we wrap this up? Uh, wrap up, wrap up, wrap up. Uh, real quick. Kids healing. I don't oh, know. Yeah, he People is. care. So he's yes, doing his, much uh, better. His hair is growing back. It yeah. is. It is. Much, he's, much he's to Matt's chagrin. Slowly but surely. And he's still an inside cat. He's still yes, an inside Yes, haven't cat. let him out. He you seemed need to, be to keep him inside. He, has, he has started Wait, to... Uh, what, what, did, what did Andy just say? He's an inside cat now. Okay, well, keep him inside. No, <laughs> not one day like, oh, you've been good. You, you All right, on. here, outside. No, no. I, I, you would be happy if you went out and got hit by a, a, a 747. I think he's started to accept <laughs> his... His new lot in life is being an indoor. Cat. He, oh no, he's still anger pooping. Yeah, you, well, yeah, is there he? is that. Yeah, no, at least well, it's in the. Uh, it is in, in the, the box, box. Yeah. so there is that. Sometimes, box. some sometimes. Okay, I don't know if you want to go there. Uh, what? But, there's a story here. Well, no, yeah, I, I came home story. Thanksgiving, and it was like Duncan's like, yeah, Kit, Kit did a spite poop. And I'm like, what? And he's, yeah, he missed the box. And I'm like, oh, totally, totally outside of the box. And I'm like, oh, 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 okay. So I'm like, you know, and then I'm, I'm going upstairs to change. And I notice that the bathroom door is closed and the fan is on. So I open it up and I look down and there's a pile of poop on the floor. So, so he I, didn't I, bother to clean it up. I clean it up. For you. Clean it up. Yeah. I just left it there. And I and I, comment- I didn't either. I commented. I commented. What? Oh, when Duncan told me there was cat poop on the floor, I didn't realize he meant it was still there. And Andy's response was, "Yeah, we love you, but." Uh, and I was just sort of like, <laughs> "But it's your cat." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's it's a bathroom you guys use. We got another one. Yeah, apparently. We so. don't mind the steps. Yep. Nor if you had guests or anything. You guys are both jackasses. Kind of. I'll, conf- I'll confess it now, and I felt a little like, bad. But you're not like you open the door. Oh well, I guess Chris will get it eight hours from now. Yeah, it, it was an it, hour. That was so. That was sort of. Well, I can't hmm. find the video, so the video. It's what? out there. I'm sure we'll get a oh, letter the, uh, saying that was my daughter. Robot in jail. Robot in jail. Yeah, let's hear about Repost that, it. folks. Let's hear about that. Who did that? Repost that baby. Robot <clears throat> Yeah, and you know, yeah. repost anything. I don't know. Go crazy. And so um, you guys apparently are jackasses. Who's your jackass? <laughs> Write to us. <laughs> comments at uglycouchshow.com. And until next week, I am your substitute, 80s Jeff. Cat poop cleaner K, apparently. And all with K's, right? Yeah. Jackass Andy. 
take your poles and shove it, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll talk to you. Well, not, in, not, in, not in anybody's mouth because he hates those. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and we'll talk to you next week in Geek. Oh, man. <laughs> you just left it sitting there. That's yeah. <laughs> I know. Wow. Like, no, just, oh, no. well, I guess Carson will get that later. Um, That's almost mm. as bad as when I used to, I used to house sit there with two little dogs. And the, the one that used to drive me crazy is I would take them outside. I would watch them do their business to make sure they did it. Go back inside. And then I would lose track of where they were for a moment or two. At, like watching TV, and then I look over, and suddenly there's a new steaming pile of shit on the floor. And I'm like, "You guys just went outside. Little, you just shat." Little ones are bad because their their insides are so compressed. It's like they don't have a lot of leeway. Mm. They don't have a lot of wait time. They gotta. They, they're in a minutes? constant cycle of eliminating. Yeah, that's a spite poop. Ten minutes <laughs> to, to half an hour. I mean, literally. It's I like, had a friend who his daughter had a little chihuahua yeah. shit all the time. <laughs> And he had he had one of those oriental carpets that was so ornate. Oh no! You never noticed the shit. You you had no idea it was there except <laughs> that you'd smell it, and then you'd be look. You'd like get a magnifying glass. So where's Waldo of poop? Ex- yes, exactly. Where did Waldo poop? <laughs> Jesus Christ! I, I think Ooh, the I think thing I that was book the idea. most frustrating. <laughs> I think the thing that was most frustrating about the whole thing was like I had the stupid like sleeve gloves where you would pick up. Yeah. And and dispose of. Mm-hmm. So you knew that they shat. You knew that they had done their business. Yeah. And then they shit inside. And oh, then yeah. you had to spend like the next hour cleaning the goddamn carpet. Yeah. And it, you're looking at them like, why? Well, you and they're know, just looking at you like, whoa. You know, if if they had if a proper up. diet, it wouldn't get all runny and no, stuff. No, no, no. T- ten, ten minutes. That just is- what their, their, their quote unquote parents told me to feed them. <laughs> Ten minutes is definitely a spite poop. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, an no. angry. That's, that's a that, statement. Yeah, I, I, I think that was less directed at me and more directed at the. Hmm. So you're gonna just leave us here with this guy? Yeah. <laughs> All right. That is the microphone drop of the dog world. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> poop it's like, drop. Uh, so we know you took us outside already, that's great. but. Uh, we gave you a little gift. I, I want I want those gifs now. Every time every time somebody like does a mic drop, just before the mic leaves and just cut to a dog pooping. <laughs> poop drop. Well, there's your assignment. Chalk <laughs> oh. monkey's lair. Pat's already got it done. Yeah, he, pr- yeah. he probably does. Like he'll have it done before I push the stop button right here. <laughs> made us, made us, made us. I mean made us, made us, made us. A lot of trailers died this. Bite poop. Bite poop. Bite poop. Bite poop.